Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython weekly meeting for September 30th, 2019. My name is Scott. I, I go by Tan Newt online and I'm sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. Uh, CircuitPython is a standalone version of Python that runs on tiny computers called microcontrollers. They're really great to get going with because they're inexpensive and they usually power things that blink and you can interact with, so they're super fun. Um, so this is our meeting that we have every week uh, where everybody gets a chance to talk about what they're working on and we get to sync uh, with each other about what's happening within the wider world of CircuitPython. Uh, the meeting uh, normally happens as it is today at around 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time on the Adafruit Discord server, which everybody is welcome to join. Uh, the You can join the server by going to the URL adafru.it slash discord. They'll drop you in, uh, say hi in the CircuitPython text channel. We'll be in the voice channel during the week. Um, so yeah, everybody is welcome to join in this meeting. Uh, the meeting is recorded, so beware that we are recording both the text that's happening in the CircuitPython text channel and the voice channel as well. Uh, we post those on the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. And also we have uh, podcast feeds if you're a podcast person. Um, this meeting is in five parts. First, we start with community news, which is a high level, like what's going on in the internet verse of CircuitPython. And then we follow that up with a state of CircuitPython and its libraries, which is a kind of objective view using a st statistics script uh, to give us an idea of the health of the project, basically like how much activity is happening and how many people are involved in that. And then, um, <laughs> just got a phone call, um, but it's a junk call. Uh, okay, so state of circuit Python is number two. Number three is hug reports, which is a, we do as a round robin where I will start and we go through the list of the folks in the voice chat and read off uh, alphabetically the, the, the thank yous that they have for people and the work that they've been doing. Um, if you don't are in the voice chat but don't want to participate, just let us know you're lurking. If you don't have a microphone or choose not to have your voice recorded, um, feel free to let us know your text only, and then I will read it off for you. Uh, if you're unable to make the meeting, you're welcome to also put your notes in the notes doc, which uh, went out in the CircuitPython text channel. Um, put your notes in there, and I'll read those off as well. And after hug reports, we'll do a state or we do status updates, which is also done as a round robin, same rules apply. And uh, that's a chance for you to talk a couple minutes about what you've been working on and a couple of minutes about what you plan on uh, doing this coming week. It's a great way for us to all get on the same page. And then lastly, we have a section called In the Weeds where we talk any about any larger discussions that we want to have as a community. Uh, this can either be technical or uh, non-technical. Uh, just kind of like any, anything else that needs to be addressed can happen in the weeds. If you have topics for in the weeds, uh, drop those in the text channel or drop them directly in the notes doc and we will go down the list there. Um, during the meeting, I'll be taking time codes, which is a way for folks to take a look at our notes after the fact and skip around the video or the audio so that they don't necessarily have to listen to the whole thing. Um, so if I pause between sections or things that, like that, that's what I'm doing. And speaking of that, let's get going. I'll take a time code and we'll do community news. All right, thank you, Scott. Mm -hmm.
Okay, first up, if you have a little bit of time and you want to see a fantastic talk, check out Dan Halbert's, our very own Dan Halbert, uh, talk at the SIPB 50 Physical Computing. You can see some circuit Python demos, how Dan ended up working with Adafruit, some really neat history about some stuff that Dan worked on, and then some of the things we're working on with CircuitPython. Next up. Um, last night, I filmed this little thing with Lady Ada. Uh, this is super neat. It's the use CircuitPython with any computer with the FT232H. So um, once you get it set up, you can just take your CircuitPython code and move it anywhere and use it. And this is using the STM32F405 uh, as well. So we got the guide and uh, the new feather that shows how all this works together. Um, and she has a STEMA demo that goes along with that. So those are all live now. Um, I've been keeping track of the market share um, because there, there really isn't any one spot. So I've just been doing the post for like seven or eight years now. There's now 28 million Raspberry Pis out there. You can see the trajectory on the blog post that I have that I just keep adding the dates to. And that's one of the reasons that we've been doing a lot of stuff with Blinka because it's one of the most popular Linux -y computers out there. So anything that's a Raspberry Pi can run Blinka. And if you go to circuitpython.org slash Blinka, I think we have like 27 boards or so. Um, and then on circuitpython.org slash downloads, we are now up to 79 boards. So we'll probably try to do something interesting once we hit 100. Uh, there's a new textbook that came out. There's a bunch of Adafruit stuff in it. Um, hmm. This is from people in our community. This is learning IoT with Python and Raspberry Pi. It is updated for Raspberry Pi 4, which is really good. So if you're uh, an educator or just someone who wants a textbook style resource, uh, this just came out. I have one on order, should be there soon. Um, speaking of good interviews and more, uh, Scott a while ago was on the testing code and now Nicholas is on testing code. Excellent interview with him, improving programming education. And then Nicholas is working on HyperCard, this HyperCard-like language for Moo and for things like PyPortal. And you can see uh, one of the projects he made, the Alchemist Tower. It is really neat. Um, in other news, we uh, contacted the Python Software Foundation and Damien after someone in the MicroPython community noticed that someone was squatting, land grabbing on the MicroPython trademark in China and stopping others from uh, making boards or selling boards. And so we'll see what happens. We'll do some updates. I put uh, some brief notes in our newsletter uh, that's in draft right now. It'll be coming out tomorrow. So if you're on the Python on hardware newsletter, you'll see some updates. But the goal would be uh, for Adafruit MicroPython and Python Software Foundation to, to work together to make sure people aren't saying they're MicroPython, they're not Python, they're not CircuitPython, unless they you know chat and get permission. So that would be the ideal. Um, October is Open Source Hardware Month. I'm going to be doing a story every day about open source hardware. Uh, look for tweets or things in the chats or on our shows. And let us know what type of things you'd like to see open sourced or ways for us to all continue to work together in great ways to make this big open source community even bigger. And um, also just general, like, here's some history. Uh, there's not like one spot that has a lot of the, the, the open source hardware history. So I thought I would put it up on the blog. And then next week is Ada Lovelace Day. So we'll have some stuff on the Adafruit site, of course, um, and more. And uh, that is the community news for this week. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil. All right. Thanks, Scott.
All right, let's go on to the state of CircuitPython and its libraries. Let me scoot over here. I keep doing shift on the, the minutes of the timecode. <laughs> um, okay, so state of CircuitPython and its, and its libraries is a statistical overview of the health of the project, kind of meant to give us a, an objective perspective on how things are going. Uh, pretty much, uh, overall, things are going really well. Um, we've continued to grow the number of folks that are participating in CircuitPython and also the number of pull requests. So uh, within the last week, we had 49 pull requests merged, which is probably one of our uh, highest weekly pull request merges, which is awesome. Um, we had 14 different authors, some new folks it are two BNDY5, I think is relatively new. Um, but other folks are, are kind of new folks coming in. So thank you to everybody on that list. We had nine reviewers, which is also awesome. And uh, we always like to say that reviewing is actually a great way to start, uh, to get started. Um, if you see, you know, somebody proposing a change for the library for a sensor you have, give it a shot, see if it works, uh, and drop a note on the, on the pull request to let us know that you tried it and that it does indeed work. Um, so thank you to all nine reviewers of the last week. Uh, we had 15 closed issues by six people and eight opened by seven people. Uh, so again, we're net down on issues, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, we have six or seven people involved in that. So that is more than our uh, just a few folks. So thank you to everybody doing issue stuff. Uh, overall, uh, we're kind of like uh, Lucian is full speed ahead on STM and uh, Dan and I are heads down on Bluetooth. So. Uh, expect to see a new alpha in the coming week or two with some some Bluetooth changes and improvements, uh, and along with the so a lot of improvements on the STM side, thanks to Lucian as well. Um, library work continues to roll on, uh, always adding more sensors for Adafruit. Uh, Katni and, and folks helping her have been just awesome. Uh, and I wanted to just say, uh, as a reminder, Hacktoberfest uh, starts tomorrow as well. So uh, Keep that in the back of your mind. For those of you who don't know, uh, Hacktoberfest is an, an initiative by DigitalOcean um, where if you contribute a set number of PRs, uh, I forget what it is, is it 10? Uh, in the month of October, you'll earn, oh, it's five. Oh, sweet, perfect. Uh, if you do five PRs to an open source project over the course of October uh, and you're one of the first 50,000, I think is what the number is, uh, folks to do that, they will send you a t-shirt. Uh, it does mean they get your email, uh, but I've done it the last couple of years and have not been spammed by them. So um, I'd encourage everybody to do it. The goal is to get, uh, oh, it's down to four this year. So four PRs and you can get a free t-shirt. Uh, I'm wearing my 2018 edition Hacktoberfest thing there. Um, so folks, uh, if you haven't uh, actually done any PRs yet, now's the time to do it. Um, and for those of us who are facilitating a lot of this stuff, let's keep in mind about um, tagging issues. I think we have to do this, but I, I assume we have to tag issues as Hacktoberfest, and then they'll get surfaced kind of on the Hacktoberfest uh, kind of portal. So it's a great way to bring new folks into the project. So uh, I've been meaning to look at the Adabot checks for the libraries and figure out which things can be handled by other folks to use via PRs, and those will be really good issues for for things to do that so all right uh that's kind of where we're at overall 
Uh, on the core side, um, we had 19 pull requests merged by four authors. Um, thank you to all four authors. We had four reviewers as well, so thank you to those folks as well. And we had 10 open uh, pull requests. Uh, they're listed here in the docs. Uh, a couple of them are open zero days, so that's good. Um, those are in the docs or in the notes if you want to check that out. Uh, Issues-wise, we had zero closed issues by zero people and uh, one open by one person. So uh, very, very low issue traffic on the CircuitPython side. Uh, we have 80, 184 total open issues, with, a, and the notes have a link to where those are. Uh, seven open uh, or seven active milestones. Uh, not much change from last week. Five issues not assigned a milestone, but uh, yeah, not too not too bad. Uh, download stats wise, we've had another week under our belt uh, for both 410 and 50 alpha four. Um, 410 has a total of 10,417 downloads, while alpha four has 1,902. Uh, if you want to see a breakdown by language, those are available in the note stock as well, but I will not cover that here. So uh, let's kick it over to Katni for library state. Thanks, Scott. Mm -hmm. So real quick regarding Hacktoberfest, um, if you are new to Git and GitHub and you want to contribute, we do have a guide. Um, and then if you get confused by anything in the guide, A, let me know, because obviously we want it to be as clear as possible, but B, just ping us in the CircuitPython channel, and uh, when we get a chance, someone will definitely help you. We want you to contribute, and we want to do whatever it takes to make sure that you can. So feel free to let any of us know that you are running into issues and that you're interested in figuring out how to use Git and GitHub, and we will be able to help you. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, this week we had 30 pull requests merged, which is excellent. Um, that's a bit high, and that's great. <laughs> um, I had 10 authors. 2BNDY5 is one of our new ones, uh, so thank you for being a new contributor to us. And we had eight reviewers. Uh, and as Scott said, uh, reviewing is a super easy way to get started. Um, you don't even have to have the sensor for the library. You can take a look at the code and see if anything jumps out at you as not looking right. And just leave a note, say you didn't test it, and but that you saw something or that it looks good to you or whatever, because that still definitely helps us out. We currently have 35 open pull requests. The list of them is in the notes doc. Um, I think we're actually down a bit, which is good, but we do have a lot of stale um, pull requests. So we are trying to work into uh, making sure that we're keeping up with this a little bit better. Uh, if you put in a pull request and you haven't received a response within 24 hours, feel free to ping one of us. Uh, with libraries, you can ping me with uh, CircuitPython, you can ping Scott or Dan, um, at 24 hours not including weekends. And uh, that's the turnaround time we wanna try and do. So definitely don't feel bad about letting us know that something's been sitting open for a month um, and we haven't done anything with it. So uh, we had 15 closed issues by six people and seven opened by six people. So we're net down. We're at 140 open issues. There's a link to a page that contains those in the notes doc. And updated libraries, we had a bunch. Um, those are also in the notes document. I will not uh, read those off because it is a fairly lengthy list. And that's where we're at with the libraries. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Okay, let's move on from State of Circuit Python. Yeah, lots of updated stuff. Uh, into hug reports. 
Hug reports is a chance for us to just say thank you to folks for the work that they've been doing over the last week or since we've got since we had an opportunity to thank them. We do this as a round robin, so I will start and then we'll go through the list of folks in the voice channel uh, in alphabetical order. So uh, we also will insert folks who are not here in alphabetical order as well. So check the note stock if you want to uh, get an idea of who's who's when, but I'll call on you otherwise. Um, if you're lurking, you don't want to, you just want to listen in, you don't want to speak up, that's totally cool. Uh, just let us know we're lurking and we'll skip over you. I think most of you have, but just for those of you who know, who may have missed that, uh, let us know if you're lurking. Uh, if you don't want to speak, you can say your text only and, and dump it in the CircuitPython text channel. And I'll read it off or you put it in the notes and I will read it off as well. And yeah, take just a couple minutes and, and give people the, the credit where credit is due. So I will start after I take a time code and say, uh, first and foremost, I wanted to thank Signalmeister for a PR improving our example library code. Uh, this just was a, adding the address example that commented out to one of the examples, like, oh, what if you change the address? How do you, how do you pass that into the library? I appreciate that. Um, two, two bandy, two bandy five, two BNDY five. I should figure out how to say that. Uh, also added uh, the ability to change the I squared C address to the LSM nine DS one library. So thanks to them for that. Uh, shout out to Hireffect Lucian for lots of small PRs uh, on the STM thirty two side. Been making lots of progress with I squared C and SPI, and really happy to see those turning around and and kind of like starting to work more in parallel. So that's been really awesome. And then lastly, uh, shout out to <laughs> Anic Data for uh, closing an old issue this morning that they weren't able to reproduce, but then they managed to reproduce it and reopened it. Uh, that's totally fine. Uh, the main thing is that it's really good just to be going back to old PRs and making sure that they still exist or are still a problem or things like that. Um, it's just really helpful because, you know, even, even though the issue has been open a while, it's nice that it's not really stale because somebody's, you know, still poking at it, still making sure that it's a... Yes, old issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's been, that's really helpful. So thanks to all those folks. Let's circle around and go to Brent. Hello. Um, my hug reports this week are for Anic Data and Doc Molo for continued uh, ESP32 work, uh, specifically with Nina firmware, and Jerry for quick testing of libraries. Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Brent, and thanks, Katni, for the reminder that Anic Data is lurking, but also does have notes or hugs in the notes. So I will skip back and read those off. Uh, Anic Data says uh, hug report to Doc Malo for digging into the heavy lifting Nina side for the ESP32 spy work, and Brent Roof for the ongoing support and help with the ESP32 spy efforts. Um, and I forgot to take a time code. Uh, next up is Carter, who's missing the meeting as well. Uh, Carter says, uh, hug report to Lady Ada for writing the Windows and Mac sections of the FT232H guide, and also finding and fixing a bug in the Blink library. Also, thank you to Summersoft and Deshipu for helping figure out enig enigmatic Sphinx error related to the incorrect use of const. So thanks to all those folks. And let's go to C. Grover. 
Well, this week I want to give a special thanks to Sedacious, who first encouraged me to design a custom CircuitPython board and uh, for his ability to patiently feed me just the information I need to learn about it at a digestible rate, which is a real skill given my learning um, capabilities. Anyway, and, and a group hug to the team and community. As I dig deeper into adapting that custom board, I'm gaining a real appreciation for, and I'm really impressed and humbled by the amount of expert work that the team and community has done to build and maintain and advance CircuitPython. Awesome. Thank you so much, Seagrover. Okay, Dan. Okay, thanks uh, to Scott for, um, I had some questions about, I'm doing some re code refactoring on the file system stuff. Sorry, Python. So uh, I talked to Scott on Friday, and then it turned into another like hour and a half conversation about BLE, which is good for both of us. <laughs> so that's my hugs for this week. All right. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Dave Bricchetti is text only for hug reports uh, and says hug report to Mike Barella for merging my tilting arpeggios example program from last week and Katney for the continued encouragement. Uh, so thanks to those folks from Dave. Uh, Deshipu is also lurking, but has a group hug for everybody. Don K is lurking, and now we're at Hierofact. Um, just my usual thank you to um, Lydia and uh, Scott for their help in submitting and checking over all the new STM32 code. Uh, and a thank you to Sumsoft for helping out on this weekend on some flash issues. I appreciate your uh, your support. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Okay, Jason P is lurking, so we'll go to Jerry. Jerry off. Oh, I'm just having trouble. Okay, <laughs> you, you got it. Okay? Yep. All right. Um, yeah, well, this is uh, thanks to Anacada and Doc Mola for all the all the work on the ESP32 SPI. Looking forward to playing with it more and uh, and a group hug to everybody. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Okay, Katni. Hello. So I have a hug report for Dave Bracchetti for submitting a new example to the Circuit Playground Express repo. It's nice to have um, more stuff than uh, just the basics. And so we created an advanced examples folder and it has been filling up, which is excellent. I want to thank Dan for helping me with uh, my Circuit Playground Bluefruit Bluetooth example code. Um, the API is currently in flux. So um, I wanted to make sure that all of my code was as simple as possible, but still contained um, everything that it needed. And so he checked out all of my code. Um, and uh, it looked good. So thank you for that. To Dan and Scott for an excellent BLE discussion. Um, it was uh, them talking about the API and where they want to go with it and that sort of thing. And it was good to sit in on that. Um, on a uh, personal note, thank you to Brian for putting up with us moving early and to Mark and Jen for helping us move into our new house. 
Uh, and finally, a hug report to community moderators and the community. I was offline completely Friday through Sunday, and everything continued to run smoothly as usual. So thank you to everyone involved for making this such an amazing community. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Katni. Uh, King or North is lurking, so we'll go to Crayola. Uh, just a group hug from me. I missed everybody. It's nice to be back. I'm hoping to be able to stay around and attend more of these in the future. Awesome. We look forward to it, too. Thanks. All right. Uh, Lady Ada was dropped in earlier and said uh, hugs to Carter for the epic FT232H work. <laughs> That's like a hard part number to say. Uh, Lady Ada says it's much appreciated and unlocks some neat use cases. And let's go to maker Melissa. Hi. Okay, just wanted to give a hug report to Sedacious for pushing a release that I missed. Uh, and a hug report to Lady Ada for thorough guide reviews and a group hug. All right. And Mike B. Are you lurking? Okay. All right, Mike's lurking. Uh, and Toll is unable to make the meeting due to dad taxi constraints. Uh, but says uh, general group hug to everybody. Summersoft says uh, general or group hug to everyone as well. And Tammy makes things also says group hug to. So thank you to everybody for hug reports. Uh, that is the conclusion of it. Uh, now let's talk about status updates. Status updates is a chance for us to all give a brief overview of what we're working on. Um, it's a great way to just kind of know and have a feeling for who's doing what. And uh, it's also good if you've like, if somebody's doing something similar to what you've done before, giving tips and tricks like pointers to a relevant learn guide or a piece of code that they may want to take a look at is super, super handy. So uh, we do that sort of thing. Uh, we try to avoid doing a long term or, or like long form discussion. So if you have topics that are kind of like, here's this big question that I want to debate or, or want to uh, ask uh, that can happen during the next section, which is in the weeds. So if you, if you have those topics, uh, please post them in the text channel or in the notes. There are none right now, but uh, we always manage to find some usually. So uh, take a look and think about that. And if something comes up, put it in there. Uh, all right, let me kick us off on status updates. Um, Last, this time last week, I was trying to f wrap up the kind of like edit cycle of uh, load a file off a of Bluetooth device over Bluetooth, edit it on the tablet or phone, and then push it back to push the changes back to CircuitPython. I got that working. Uh, you can check out show and tell last week. Um, I think in general, I have it kind of like as an insert of like delete this many and then insert this many characters at the spot. Um, in general, that works, but I was thinking more that like if you're dragging a line and moving it around, you will actually need like a bit more data there to minimize the amount of like file changes you have to do under the hood. Um, so we'll probably do some more work on that, but uh, for now, it kind of like is enough of a proof of concept that I uh, I've left that for the time being. I switched to working on the BLE library and the underscore BLEIO uh, internal library or internal module it's based on. Um, because now that the workflow's roughed out, we it's a little bit different on how Bluetooth will work because 
potentially you have actually two things connected to, to a device at once, and that could kind of t change the way that you interact with it. So uh, I've been playing around with that and kind of like shuffling things a bit around uh, to be more uniform, uh, regardless of how, how you've connected. And uh, so I'm playing around with that and doing a lot of example work and then hope to get uh, by the end of the week, PRs, both for all of the BLE IO changes internally, but also the BLE library as well, um, to get that kind of settled out so that we can start teaching people how to use that. So that is my number one priority. Once I do that, then I can circle back to actually getting the workflow kind of tweaked how I want it and actually getting the, the app fleshed out a bit more too. So um, I also got PyCascades proposals in. Uh, it's a conference. Their uh, call for presentations is ends tomorrow, so I knocked out three different proposals. I think uh, one is the proposal I got rejected last year, and then the other two are kind of more uh, more interesting and more likely, I think, as well. So we'll see what they think. Uh, should be here in the next few months about that. And then um, lastly, we have a hardware happy hour here in Seattle. Uh, where people get together and do demos. And I, I want to demo Glider there. So I've got to do a bit more Glider work before that happens um, so that I can actually have a circuit playground on me and just like let people at least basically do the demo I did in Show and Tell where you can just tap a number and change it and the color changes sort of thing. So um, we'll do a little bit of Glider work at least this week just to make that happen. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, and let's go to, well, let me see if Anik did. It has notes. Circle back. Nope. So we'll go to Brent. Hello. This past week, I wrote a learn guide on um, updating the firmware on the ESP32 uh, provided with uh, Adafruit boards, which are our airlift boards. So if you have an ESP32 and it's running um, Arduino code or MicroPython code, this guide isn't for you. But if you have um, an ESP32 that's running our Wi-Fi coprocessor code, um, this guide is for you. And people like Anecdata and DocMolo have been doing a lot of work within the uh, Nina firmware core, and we flash the firmware at the factory. So if you want to receive their work that they're working on, um, you'll need to update it. Mm. And the process isn't difficult, and I've tried to make it easier. It's mostly set up. Uh, thanks, Mike. And then um, this Friday, the IoT Monthly comes out. Um, it has some CircuitPython news in it as well. Um, and it's only sent out once a month and spam free. And then um, also working, I just started working on um, including a user-provided um, certificate into um, the Nina firmware that runs on the ESP32s that I was mentioning before, hmm. and as well as um, a PSK key. And hopefully this will allow us to do uh, connections to hosts that require CA certificates. So things like AWS IoT is the main one. And then mm -hmm. some other websites, or if you want your own web server to connect with um, uh, your CircuitPython projects. And it's a little bit jarring because it's like free RTOS, and I really haven't touched that much. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, the ESP IDF has exposed a lot of stuff, and I'm just getting my head around it right now. And hopefully, I'll have something tangible in a few days. Awesome. Well, that sounds great, Brent. All the IoT stuff is really exciting. Okay, let's go to C. Grover. Well, so I've been testing that custom string car M0 Express board and installed the first two 
major tracing bodges. That's always fun. <laughs> I'm designing the next version of the board concurrent with my testing, though, which is a bit like changing oil in the car while it's moving. Um, I'm keeping track of changes, though. The end objective is to keep the PCB feather-sized, although it's not electrically compatible with the feather. It's also a challenge not to continually add functionality beyond the requirements. So, uh, however, a Stemma QT display and sensor port managed to appear out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, the remainder of this week, I'll dedicate to nailing down the CircuitPython definition for the custom board. Also had to add a definition for a flash memory chip that wasn't previously used. Mm -hmm. So it's been a great learning experience to see and to begin to understand that comprehensive approach that's taken place under the covers mm -hmm. of CircuitPython and, and how different boards are adapted. So I hope to have mine in that menagerie pretty soon. Awesome. Um, and it's pretty exciting to learn about it, but it, it's a little convoluted when you're first starting out. So I'll figure mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. Anyway, on the music side of things, you know, that's been holding me back from CircuitPython work, but, you know, in a good way. <laughs> 11 of the 12 tracks for my solo CD are licensed and uploaded to the manufacturer along with the final cover graphics. But what's interesting is the 12th track is still in progress because I'm remotely collaborating with a Discord friend that <laughs> I met a few years ago to add their vocals to it. I'm pretty jazzed about how that track's going to turn out. <laughs> But like most of you know, my maker projects, the final tweaks on the CD just before release take a lot more time than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, through experience, I should have known better. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Seagrover. Good luck on that final track. Okay. And I think you'll be at least 80, if not in the 80s, for a number of boards as well. I'd love to be number 80, but we'll see how that works out. Yeah, it sounds like you're well on your way, for sure. Okay, uh, let's go to Dan. Okay, so a simple thing is that um, the Windows drivers package for Windows 7 and 8 was out of date, so I updated that, and that's undergoing testing. Right now, if anybody has a use for that, uh, let me know, and I'll pass you a test version. Um, I'm still working on refactoring the file system and file IO code in CircuitPython so I can add um, a different kind of file system to do bonding um, persistence for BLE. And then over the weekend, I was pretty much out of circulation because I went uh, back to MIT for, um, which is just a few miles away from me, <laughs> for not it's not that far, <laughs> for the Student Information Processing Board, the SIPI reunion. SIPI is this, um, it was its 50th anniversary, and I uh, started at being there like 45 years ago. It's a service organization that when I joined, it gave out time on um, to do punch card computing and on the Multics time sharing system. And as those things aged out, it started running computer, various student computer systems at MIT and writing software for those things. And even now that's being replaced, that, that's mostly replaced with personal computers now, but there's still plenty of work to do to help people. And so it's been a significant organization for a long time. There are a bunch of videos. I gave a, uh, I was on a panel and gave a talk in that organization. You can, um, as 
Phil mentioned you can watch the video if you want. There's some links there. Uh, and it also, a lot of SIPI people have figured prominently in various uh, important computer science stuff or very outre computer science stuff, like find Keith Winstein's talk about uh, when DVD stuff was cracked and how they, um, how he put it on a tie and some other things like <laughs> that. It's a really entertaining talk. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to continue working on file system refactoring during the next week. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. All right. Let's go to Dave Bocchetti. Hello, everybody. Let me just drag a picture to here. So if you're looking in the notes, you see a picture of, um, of an audio recording of a um, program running on CPX that just plays tones. And you can see a couple of things about it. One is the volume is uneven across the range of frequencies. And the other is there is between the um, play tones. And I think it's because the waveform is generated prior to playing each tone. And so I'm looking at ways of, of evening out the volume across frequencies and also hmm. playing the tones a little faster, perhaps by um, pre-generating the waveforms across the chromatic scale over several octaves mm -hmm. so that we can have continuous sound rather than those um, pauses between the sounds as you see there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just delving into the code. Got no idea what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. Am I on the right track with this, you think? Yeah. Good. Okay, that's all for me. Yeah, I think it's it's fascinating. And um, I don't know why the volume is so different. Um, but then again, and I there's think... A, there's a range where the CPX kind of resonates. I don't know if anybody else has noticed it. It makes a hideous sound the whole machine resonates at certain frequencies and so yeah i've noticed that yeah and i wonder if that's consistent across all cpx's or if it varies by you know by the individual you know heart piece of hardware right well if but you're that, if you're nice. curious about that we can always get you more okay that would be good yeah reach out and we'll, um, we could get you a, a few more for for sure right and so this is, I'll start doing this maybe in an application and an example program. And then if it turns out to be useful to others, I think it's probably appropriate to integrate it into the, into the library somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Let's go to Deshipu. Did you want to say anything? The notes say no progress, so let's keep going. All right, uh, Don K is lurking. Oh, <laughs> mic troubles. Sounds like, or seems like. It is it my turn? Yeah, go I ahead. I can hear you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. So uh, this past week, I can't remember if uh, we were talking about the F four hundred five last week, but we should. I guess because uh, we got F405 support in, which means that we support the Pi board. Um, 
and uh, feasibly a whole bunch of other boards that use the F405, but the most uh, exciting one is the upcoming Feather F405, um, which is the new Adafruit board uh, with the F405 on it, which I just got in and I couldn't use until today because it's got USB 3.0. So if you want to use it, make sure you get that cable in advance. Mm -hmm. um, all the uh, I2C and peripheral kind of remapping work, uh, so it'll be easier to add new peripherals and a little bit cleaner. Um, and uh, we should be getting uh, SPI done today. Uh, which will open up lots of things, such as SPI Flash, SPI, which is uh, four spies uh, bonded together with a Q. How about? <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Hierofact. <laughs> Excited to see that going. Um, I wonder if Q Spy should be later, but we'll see. Can be. I just wanted to make the Bond joke. <laughs> well, you nailed it. All right. Uh, okay, Jason P is lurking. Let's go to Jerry. I can't hear you, Jerry. Is that just me? I could see you go green, so it could be. Okay. Try one more. There you go. All right, we got a lot of devices here. Let's see if one of them works. <laughs> um, so I played around with the uh, the iOS 13, and uh, hmm. and that, that that actually works works pretty nicely after a few false starts. But uh, was able to copy some files. But then I realized, boy, it really would be nice to be able to use the REPL from <laughs> iOS. So I don't know if, if that's any anywhere in the in the uh, realm of possibility. If anyone has any ideas. Is that to both type to it and read the serial output? Yeah, be, you know, it was just to be able to, you know, interact with it directly, so you could, you know, run a script from from the REPL or you know, do things like that, rather than only be basically if you if you're doing cutting and pasting stuff, unless you're copying code.py over there, there's not much else you can do. Right. Um, you know, so if you can, uh, if you could actually just have an interactive terminal. Which I just don't know if there's any any programs that support that on iOS yet, but the NRF uh, connect. I, I couldn't find any. <laughs> NRF connect. Uh, but it's still nice, nice to be able to, to to get to the board and read read files off of them um, and write to them with it with it. Right. right. Uh, I came across a minor little thing in. Uh, in... Huh? Weird. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so Jerry's having some mic troubles, it seems. Yeah, obviously. Now I can hear <laughs> you again. That's okay. I um, I don't know where I cut off, but uh, if if, if um, I'll drop it there. It's all right. Well, I'll read the. I think he did. I think he did the first part. I'll read the the three other bullet points. Okay. Um, thanks. Sorry. Fixed minor CP five X incompatibility in the Pi Portal library. Uh, having fun testing new things and looking forward to Glider and continued BLE evolution. Yeah, I'm excited to get Glider into the hands of more folks. I think the approach is going to be using uh, the Test Flight app. So uh, 
we should actually be able to get it out pretty quickly, I think, to te to folks for testing. So I'm, I want to get there. I just I, I got to get the library kind of squared away first. So uh, thanks, Jerry. Okay, let's go to Katni. Hello. All right, I have a boatload of notes. <laughs> so last week started on the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit Bluetooth examples. The code is done for the color picker and the data plotting examples. Um, it's submitted to the CircuitPython BLE library repo to ensure that it remains updated as the API continues to update. Um, guide pages are started for both the color picker and the plotter demo. And the USB keyboard demo we were talking about is on hold because uh, the code isn't ready. Added a downloads page to the monster mask guide that was missed when the guide was created. So that meant creating a fritzing object for it and um, getting all the data sheets and that sort of thing available. So um, including the schematics and the fab print. So if those are pieces of information that you were looking for, they are now available. Uh, updated the color picker page on the getting started with CircuitPython and BLE guide. I did not work with the current API, so that's been updated. And it's using the same code as the Circuit Playground Bluefruit examples. So um, that should uh, make it easier to make sure that that continues to update because, again, um, it's in the same it's in the same repo um so we don't have to keep finding more pieces of code and uh, at the end of last week i moved into my new house uh this week uh today this library monday um noticing the lsm 9ds1 pr i need to look at it and see if it is applicable to the lsm 9ds0 which is ostensibly identical and if it is um suggest on that pr that uh they submit it to the other repo as well um, and then I want to go through all of the library issues and, um, I could use some help on this if anyone is interested, um, identify ones that can be labeled for Hacktoberfest, uh, as good issues to start with. So that's going to take a little bit of time, but I think it's important. So I'm going to go through and do that. Uh, I know we still have some stuff that has Hacktoberfest labels on mm -hmm. it from before, um, but we have a whole host of new issues. And so I want to go through those and make sure that um, those are available to anybody who wants to do that. Um, I am going to this week test the um, FT532H guide in VMware um, and uh, see if and when it breaks. Because if it doesn't, that would be super ideal for a lot of people to be able to do testing um, on their on on their computer with uh, with other boards in the CircuitPython libraries and so on. So um, that's my plan. There, it's pretty likely to barf, but we're going to give it a try anyway. Um, I'm seeing that SummerSoft is going to make some magic happen, possibly. So mm -hmm. um, I will uh, come back to that in a second. So let's see. Um, I need to finish the Circuit Playground Bluefruit guide pages, which involves getting images or videos or GIFs for the guide um, of um, of the actual um, application, um, like on the phone, because we're controlling, we're, we're doing things on with your mobile phone and the Circuit Playground Bluefruit. So to be sure that you know what it is you're looking for, um, we want to show it actually happening versus just screenshots or pictures, which don't quite convey the whole deal. And then I need to finish the copy on those pages. Um, the next thing up is a Stemma speaker guide. We now have a speaker that has a Stemma connector on it. Um, and we have Stemma to alligator clip cables. So you can hook it up to 
uh, say your Circuit Playground Express or your Circuit Playground Bluefruit, and all the existing audio code works with it, um, there shouldn't be any changes needed. So that's excellent. And it's going to be a quick guide with, um, I have to do the first thing object for it um, and showing how to connect it. And then we're going to link to um, existing audio pages, both for CircuitPython and for make code. Um, so we're not like redoing a bunch of stuff. It's just going to be linked. Um, so the information will be there, but we don't have to redo it all. Um, so I need to update the original Trellis guide to have um, Linux usage for, uh, like we were doing with the Raspberry Pi single board computer um, using Blinka. Need to update that page because we missed it. Um, there's actually a bunch that we missed, um, which I knew about, but we kind of um, we stopped doing that for a while. So there's a there's still a spreadsheet with all the information in it on what's been done and what hasn't. And later this week, once the Stemma guide is done, I'm actually going to go back through that spreadsheet, update it all. So that we will have a better visual on what we have done and what we don't, so we can try and plan to get the rest of those in. Because um, the plan is, I mean, everything's up on PyPI already, but we didn't update all the guides with how to use hmm. it on a Raspberry Pi with wiring diagrams and so on and so forth. So um, that's later this week. Uh, and then there's a few guides I need to deprecate and point to new guides because we have new and better ones. And then two fritzing objects, uh, 2.9-inch e-ink breakout, and the TFT gizmo, which is a circuit playground add-on to be able to add a display um, to stomach connectors in a speaker. Um, and what Summertop said is that we can possibly um, add uh, something to Adabot that if there's a good first issue label, we'll add Hacktoberfest to it. So that would actually be handy. Um, I will talk to you about that later. And uh, Dave, to answer your question, yes, VMware Fusion. And that's what I've got. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. All right. King of North's lurking. So let's go to Crayola. Um, so last weekend, I was going through uh, the hardware list and um, with Katni, and we found some, some bugs in the setup.py files, and we fixed those. Uh, so I submitted the PRs for those. I think you approved all of those, Scott. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this week, I'm hoping to jump right back into the pixel buff stuff, uh, which includes testing it on a bunch of hardware because that's something I haven't done yet. I want to see what it does to memory usage, especially when using uh, the Adafruit Dotstar and NeoPixel, as well as I'm going to look and see if it's possible to change it to use subclassing so that it uses less memory and is easier to use, hmm. um, if possible. And uh, really looking forward to actually getting that into people's hands. So. That's what I'm planning to work on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And if you need examples for subclassing, take a look at um, DisplayAO's tile grid and and group. You have to play this like weird. Okay. You have to play this weird trick on the native side to make sure that you're accessing your struct and not like the struct for the instance, the object instance. But it's not too bad. Can you repeat one of those class names again? Uh, tile grid or group in DisplayAO. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what status updates is all about. Okay, let's go to Maker Melissa. Hello. Hello. Okay, so last week I finished updating the SSD thirteen oh six guides, um, which included. Oh, I forgot to add this to my thing. I uh, included porting uh, several uh, the. Uh, Python applications for it from uh, an old format to working with the current Python on the Linux. 
and I wrote a CircuitPython example for the TFT gizmo. I wrote an Arduino example for the TFT gizmo, but I'm having some issues with the new uh, Circuit Playground Bluetooth or Bluefruit uh, tests. And uh, right now, that's kind of the biggest challenge is because it's new, and uh, I don't know if there had been any tests actually run on that. Uh, I started working on a TFT gizmo guide, and um, I updated the circuitpython.org website with some better photos and some new boards. Uh, this nice. week, I'm going to... <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> this week, I'm going to finish up getting tests to pass for the Arduino TFT gizmo. I need to talk to Tech about that, and I need to finish up the TFT gizmo guide. And I'm going to start, uh, after that, I'll start an RGB display for Linux guide. And that's it. All right. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks. All right. Uh, Entol is missing the meeting, but I'll read it off. Uh, Entol writes, uh, last week was Pi Week, exclamation point. I was able to cobble something together using PiperCard. I wanted to create a game with a certain mysterious mood and atmosphere. Much like how the old game Mist managed this with HyperCard, my entry is here, which is, uh, somebody's going to post it, uh, piweek.org slash e slash mist, uh, check that out, uh, spelled M-I-S-S-E-D. Um, somebody asked about approaches to testing. I'm writing a post about general Python testing for my personal blog, should be out by the end of the week. And a lack of an update dash dash all option uh, for Circup. Thanks for the suggestion. Melissa is gnawing away at me, especially since it'd be trivial to implement. So I think I'll quickly create a PR uh, probably tomorrow for it. So thanks, Antol. And now Summersoft is text only as well. Summersoft says uh, last week, for CircuitPython build tools update, uh, allowed multiple package prefix name entries instead of just one, and iterate over files to bundle using pathlib instead of os.walk, which definitely cleaned things up. Um, community library bundle uh, updated the Travis YAML call to the bundle script using multiple prefix names, so package libraries are now bundled, which is cool. Uh, core docs module support matrix uh, added processing of modules dependent on other modules. Uh, added processing of modules included as uh, CircuitPy default build and CircuitPy minimal build, um, and it improves the accuracy of available modules listed for each board. Uh, continued to fight with libraries.json, AWS, and artifact path issues, um, and decided to undual boot my laptop. Included too much in my original backup, which wrecked fresh installs, so doing multiple installs was fun. <laughs> I assume that's the right tone. Um, this week, uh, more libraries.json uh, slash AWS wrangling. I think I'm down to the last fix, but I'll probably get a personal S3 bucket to test with before pushing any more PRs. Uh, mental to-do list is empty after that, so I'll be on the hunt slash open to suggestions. So <laughs> thank you, Summersoft. All right, and last but not least, we have notes from Tammy Makes Things. Uh, Tammy says, uh, logging some potential enhancements to Entol's Circup tool and working on those. Uh, working on the their Desert Pi CircuitPython talk, which is being rescheduled to November or December. 
So thanks for the update, Tammy. And thank you, everybody, for status updates. Um, let's move on to In the Weeds. Uh, let's just give folks, a, I don't know, 10 or 20 seconds to speak up if they have anything. Uh, in the Weeds is a chance for us to just chit-chat about whatever is important. Um, I don't think there's anything specific. So, um, And I've procrastinated long enough that somebody could speak up. So um, none today. Uh, let's wrap up. Uh, this has been the CircuitPython weekly community meeting uh, for September 30th, 2019. Uh, everybody is welcome to join this. It happens every week, uh, normally at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server, which you can join uh, via the short link uh, adafru.it slash discord. That will link you to our Discord GG link uh, to get you in the server. Um, drop into the CircuitPython text channel, say hi. Uh, drop into the voice channel during the meeting on Mondays at 11 uh, to uh, do voice chats with us. That would be super cool. Um, and listen to the meeting live. Uh, so all are welcome. Uh, there are a few times where we don't do it on Mondays because there's usually, if, if there's a U.S. holiday, we'll usually switch it. So... Uh, if you're interested in getting pinged for updates on the meeting, uh, ask us to add you to the circuit Python says role on discord, and then you'll get, uh, you'll see mentions for like, Hey, meetings tomorrow. Here's a note sock, that sort of thing. So let us know if you want to be a part of that. Um, this meeting was recorded. So, uh, both audio and video of the window for the text chat is recorded and it will go on the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. Uh, it goes into the newsletter as well. So a link to that is in the newsletter. Uh, you can join the newsletter, which goes out every week on Tuesday mornings uh, with all the news that's fit to print about Python and CircuitPython and MicroPython by going to uh, adafruitdaily.com. That will uh, get you into there. So uh, go to adafruit.com, select Python for microcontrollers, and uh, let us know... Uh, or then you'll get all the latest updates. And I think that's it. Uh, I think it's a normal schedule next week. So uh, everybody have a great uh, week and start to Hacktoberfest. Uh, and thank you all. Thanks, everybody.